man, what a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. Eagle Nation, we are less than a week away from the start of the 2023 Georgia Southern football season, opening up at home in the friendly confines of Paulson Stadium against the Citadel. College football is back, Cody. Can't be it more excited. Back. It is back. I cannot be more excited. No, and um, high expectations, um, or I shouldn't say maybe high expectations, but um, a certain feeling of optimism throughout Statesboro for this football season, I can feel. I don't know if you can feel it, but... I, I can definitely feel it. it it's funny yeah. that you say that, because we, we didn't even talk about this, but you know, this, no, is, this is our third and final episode of the preseason. Um, we had kind of themes in the first two with um, change in episode one, uh, predictions in episode two. For me, at least, again, didn't, didn't run this by you, but for me, at least, I think this one to kind of close us out is excitement because mm-hmm. it's excitement that, you know, college football is back. Um, we're recording this uh, the night of um, Saturday night of week zero. So, you know, a ha- handful of games or Dame playing Vanderbilt playing. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so excited for that, but obviously excited for George Southern football coming back. And this is that time of year where expectations are at their highest, right? No matter who, yes, no matter yes. who you root for, whether it's university of Georgia or ULM, right? Like your expectations are at its highest, probably entering the season, right? In that final week build up to the season. Um, obviously for some teams that continues for a while or all throughout the season, um, and then for others, you know, it gets diminished pretty early on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're there. And I, you know, I think, um, you know, certainly entering the first game against the Citadel FCS opponent, we'll get into that. We'll break down that opponent, um, should go our way, hopefully. Right. And, and continue that momentum and continue that excitement, um, you know, until, until it gets squashed, but let's hope it doesn't, <laughs> let's hope it doesn't. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the great thing about college football, right? Is it's a reset. Um, so outside of a handful of teams that played in week zero, everybody's at zero, zero, right. Uh, with the record. So like yep. whether your goal is to win one more game than you did last year or make a bowl game for the first time in many years, or, you know, uh, win your division, win your conference, make a bowl game, um, you know, <clears throat> or, uh, or win a national championship. It doesn't matter. Like everybody has goals. Um, this is kind of that time where, you know, it's the excitement's at its, uh, at its highest level. No, you're right. It is. And I feel like excitement in Statesboro is as high as it's been in quite a while. Uh, I think there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered, but, the positive thing is that things are trending up, or at least appear to be trending up, going into this football season, which is what you want. Yep. Um, obviously, we've had our share of, of down seasons and lately, but this seems to be, after year one of Clay Helton, 
It seems to be a complete success of turning around the offense. Obviously, the defense is now what needs to be, you know, lifted and and, and getting better this season. But to kind of get through what people thought would be the hardest part, which was transitioning from an option style offense yeah. to an air raid pass heavy offense, that has seemed to gone through smoothly. And I think a lot of people now are just like, let's get the defense rocking and rolling because once when we do that, the sky's the limits for this football program. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we said before in, in the previous two episodes, you know, that that defense is just incrementally better. And, you know, last year goes a lot better than it did, right? I finished six and right, seven. Right. Uh, overall, <clears throat> did make a bowl game, uh, six and six in the regular season. We probably win at least eight games, maybe nine games, um, if, if the defense is just a smidge better. So, mm-hmm. um, again, offense, that 180 happened, um, full 180. Uh, faster than I think anyone expected. Um, and you know, if, if we can just keep pace close to that and, and the defense have that, uh, incremental turnaround, um, I think it can be a special year. I think we can be a contender. Very well could be very well could be. And, you know, you look at that and then you look at some of the other opponents we're going to play in, in the conference and you think, man, I feel better about our team than I do certain divisional teams that we have. I think you look at Coastal, you look yep. at App, you look at even Georgia State, Old Dominion. They have a lot of question marks coming into the season. I feel like we marks. don't really, yeah. we don't have as many of those question marks and that if we can just get the few that we have answered, man, I, I can really see this team not just winning the division, but making a serious run at winning the conference. But that's getting a lot, to me. That's getting ahead of ourselves. It's getting a little right ahead. Now. I mean, I, I think. I think obviously, yeah. like we said, the biggest question mark is the defense, and that's a big question Correct. mark because it's an entire unit. Um, but I think knowing what we know, um, obviously not knowing how it's going to play out, but knowing what we know with a new defensive coordinator, a lot of new faces, kind of complete overhaul there. The little signs that we've seen through practice, through, through spring game, through scrimmages, um, it seems to be headed in the right direction. Um, yes, the Citadel. We'll get into that in a second won't tell us a ton um probably not a ton of like what the potential can be but could tell us some glaring holes that that we may have um so you know but uh but yeah i you know i i I think we are equipped to have that turnaround on defense not a complete 180 like we saw with the offense um but I, i i think we can be you know significantly better i i i do um so yeah, and I think that puts us in position because, like you said, some of the other teams, I would say, even if it's not an entire like unit, they're glaring holes. Um, so, like you know, you don't know what's going to happen with App State with their quarterback situation. Um, you don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, James Madison loses their quarterback. Um, you know, <clears throat> you've got uh, coaching changes obviously happening at Coastal, right? So, yep. so you have a staple there at quarterback in Grayson McCall. A lot of his weapons leave. Um, he's got a new coach. How's that going to go? Um, so, yeah, I, I I honestly think, like, stability-wise, we're there. Um, probably a lot earlier on than anyone expected in year two of Clay Helton. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think we'll be in the mix. Yeah. Yep. So, so here we go. Yeah. So welcome to Gata Talk. That was a long <laughs> intro. Uh, but I'm Matt. Uh, that is Cody. Uh, welcome to episode three of our season preview. If you haven't uh, listened to the first two, please go do that. 
Um, again, uh, yeah, went, went through kind of off-season changes, uh, went through our predictions, including our season predictions um, in episode two. So definitely go look for that. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking of changes, uh, we have an exciting change this year with a new uh, sponsor, a title sponsor for the first time, and that is Can Cut. Um, so want to give them a sh- shout out and uh, please go support Andy Thompson. So Andy Thompson is a Georgia Southern alumni. Uh, he is the owner and operator of uh, Can Cut. It's premium drill bits um, and cutting tools. Um, so if you're in the market for that or if you know someone in the market for that, um, go check them out. CanCut.com, K-N-K-U-T, Georgia-owned business, alumni-owned business. Um, thank you for supporting us by listening to us. Please go support Andy Thompson um, and uh, give them give them a look. So, um, yeah, Cody, uh, let's get into it. Uh, we'll we'll jump right into the Citadel, and then we'll see kind of how far that goes. And I've got I've got some some gap fillers that we haven't talked about too much. Um, I haven't really prepped you on, but, uh, some, some things, okay, just some things Hold with <laughs> just some general college football changes. Um, right. We okay. haven't, we haven't t- talked about college football playoff changes coming up. Um, after this year, we haven't talked about the, uh, rules changes, uh, most notably the clock adjustment and how that might affect things. So, um, getting into that, um, I, I think might be interesting, but, uh, we'll kick things off, uh, with the Citadel, our first opponent. Um, so coming up September 2nd, friendly confines of Paulson stadium. It's our, uh, only FCS opponent of the year should be our easiest game of the year. Um, but you never know with these situations. We've certainly seen these not go our way. We've seen these be way too close for comfort. Um, the Morgan State game, uh, the first one uh, of these under the Clay Helton era, uh, went our way, was pretty comfortable. Um, but uh, but yeah, obviously we know the Citadel well, uh, former uh, uh, Southern Conference foe. Um, they are coming off of a tough season in which they fired their head coach. Uh, four and seven um, overall last year. Um, they, uh, yeah, Brent Thompson, their former head coach, uh, was canned. Uh, they bring in Maurice Drayton. Um, so this is a guy, he's an alumni of the Citadel. He played there, he was a standout player, uh, defensive player for him. Um, he spent the last several years in the NFL. Um, so he started uh, back in 2016 with the Colts. Um, spent several years with the Green Bay Packers as an assistant special teams uh, coach, and then later the special teams coordinator in 21. And then most recently in 2022, he was with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, still getting used to saying Las Vegas Raiders um, uh, as an assistant special teams coach. So um, got some NFL experience. Uh, before that, he was back at his alma mater at the Citadel as a defensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, and assistant head coach. He's been with um, Southern Miss, uh, Southern Miss, Coastal Carolina, some familiar schools there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Cody, I guess, what are your initial thoughts just on that? And, and yeah, the, the, the changes affecting former, uh, former foe in the Citadel. Yeah. It's, it's similar to Morgan state last year, Morgan state changed head coaches before they played us, um, seemed to have gotten a better head coach, obviously. Uh, and I think, I don't know, didn't really follow Morgan state after we played them, but I'm pretty sure they had a better season than, than what they've had the previous uh, few years kind of feel like the citadel was we needed a change they went out and they found to me what appears to be a very good head coach 
that is coming in to make some changes, especially on the offensive side of the ball, and to strengthen up their defense and kind of get them back to the playoffs, which I don't think they've been to since either 2016 or 2017. So, you know, I, I look for this to be a uh, game in which we have to, especially for, for our defense, is going to really just have to play it by year almost, like figure out what they're doing when they see it because this is the first time anybody's seen what they're going to do on offense. So I look for Brandon Bailey to really have to kind of be on his toes, you know, be able to kind of make sure that he can change up his game plan if he need to be. Um, otherwise, if we can just stick to our fundamentals and, and just kind of play within ourselves and not make too many mistakes, we should probably handle this one pretty easily. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, for the record, Morgan State four and seven last year. Um, after that, fifty nine to seven loss to us uh, to open the year. That is better uh, than at least the last two years. That's as far as I went back. But uh, they won three games uh, or two games, I think, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, two games in 2021 and uh, three games back in 2019. So a um, little, okay. little bit better. Um, but uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, the, the offense is going to be interesting. We're seeing this as somewhat of a micro trend across the country with these triple option teams trying to get into the new <laughs> Uh, yeah, and into the 21st century a little bit, right? Yes. Um, Navy. Well, and it has to yeah. deal with rule changes yes. too, right? Yep. So you, cut blocking has been a big harp as far as rule changes go to where you just can't really cut block when you want to. So it's kind of forcing these triple option teams to adapt and, and change up their offense. So kind of sad to see, but you kind of get it at the same time. Right. Um, but yeah, th- this is the thing. Citadel has been a traditional triple option team. They're, Switching it up to be more of a modern, what was it, spread option um, or spread offense with the option principles. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll we'll see how that <laughs> we'll see what that means when they come in on. It'll on be the interesting to see the ratio right between like a yeah. true under center flex bone and like either pistol or shotgun. How many wide receivers do they have? Are those decoys? Um, what's the ratio of, of run to pass? I, I think from everything I've read and, and there's limited uh, kind of documentation out there because with this being a FCS team, but just <clears throat> reading some newspaper articles from spring with their spring game and leading up uh, just like profiles on the new coach. Um, they do want to pass the ball more. Um, they do, do want to be more kind of multiple um, with formations on offense. Um, so yeah, maybe you see like some elements of like a, a Kennesaw State, um, you know, where occasionally they'll drop back and, and pass it or pass from under center to um, get the tight ends involved and things like that, uh, th- you know, throw to the running backs instead of pitch it. Um, and may, maybe some shades of Mercer. I don't think they'll quite go like that far. Um, they have a very unique offense, right? But, yeah, so, I mean, I like Navy play today. Like I said, we're recording this um, on week zero, and that was kind of the build up for them is, you know, they, they uh, let go of their longtime coach. Uh, they bring in uh, or they retain the defensive coordinator, make him head coach. Uh, Grant Chestnut from Kennesaw State, former George Southern coach, um, assistant coach. <clears throat> uh, he goes there to Annapolis as the uh, 
offensive coordinator. Um, the buildup was they're going to pass the ball a lot more. I watched the first half of that game against Notre Dame. I didn't watch the second half. It was a blowout. Um, they didn't pass the ball much. <laughs> they looked exactly the same as they have the last couple of years. So, so who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe it's talk. Um, maybe they actually go out. The, the thing is, is do they have the personnel to run it? Um, you know, it's obviously harder to recruit to not just the FCS school, but a school like the Citadel. Um, so, you know, not everyone wants to go, even though it's not a true military academy. Um, it's, you know, it does have strict rules and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to recruit to. So, yeah. And just looking up, um, their offensive coordinator came from Lamar, uh, I guess Lamar university, uh, which has not been a very has not been a offensive juggernaut of a football program. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what what they come out with and and, and what they plan to do on offense. They, like I said, they were I think, really bad on offense last year. Eighteen point seven points yeah. per game. Um, I didn't look up what where that ranked in the FCS rankings, but I'm, I'm sure it's pretty low. Probably pretty low. <laughs> Probably low. Uh, <laughs> yeah, turnovers, uh, or or let's see, yeah, um, yeah, just 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 bad. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, obviously, Russia, I think what yeah. we're trying to say is is that if if we if our defense shuts them out and shuts them down, great. But don't don't think get that we had that turn that full yes, turnaround. Yeah, correct. Where if you see them have you know uh, run at will on us, right? Yes. Which we saw out of Morgan State, and correct. and and that correct. that was a huge red flag, right? And and like so, yeah, we handled them easily. Our offense was on full display. You saw the potential there, but on defense, you saw a glaring hole. Um, and, and that was the, the, well, the defense in general, but certainly the rushing defense. I mean, we had a much bigger line. I, I do, uh, Morgan State did have a big line. I, I think they probably had a bigger line than what we'll see out of the Citadel. Um, just because of like the history of, of the offensive schemes, but, uh, you know, we still should, or, or yeah, like we still should have dominated our defensive line should have still dominated Morgan state. And they did it. They did it. They got manhandled at times. There were huge holes for that uh, running back to run through. Um, He looked like a, all American player against this. Like he, yeah, he had, he had great numbers. He, he was running, uh, you know, at, at will against us. Um, I didn't look to see like how he finished the season or anything like that. Um, I'm sure he was a fine player, but he, he was at Morgan state for a reason. Right. So like that to me is the key here. Like if, if we, even if we win by 30 points, 50 points, if we give up 200 yards rushing, and and not not even just like total yards, but just you know, if we're giving up like huge plays, and if there's like certain plays that they keep going back to because we have no answer for it, that's concerning. Correct. Right. Oh, they, concerning. Yep. they they have no answer for the pitch on the left side. Like we can we can get we can get out there and we make no adjustments. We don't put someone else there to you know um, to secure that side. Like that's that's where it's concerning. Um, yes, yeah. you know, and and not to take anything away from the Citadel's coaching staff or their new head coach, but if we're getting out schemed and outsmarted by them on the offensive side of the ball, what do you think is going to happen when we go up against Wisconsin yeah. or Coastal or App or Georgia State? 
they're going to be able to probably out-scheme and out-smart us too. So, yeah, I think this is something to where you won't see our potential, per se, but you could definitely see where our weaknesses are going to be at, yep. or as I guess Coach puts it, as our areas of growth. <laughs> yeah. So, as a, as, a man, um, as a manager in my day job, that's how. Yeah, it's opportunities yes. for growth. <laughs> opportunities where for where growth. do you suck? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's it's tough, right? I mean, these games are tough because it really is kind of a lose lose. Um, it's like, it's it like, obviously you want to come out with a win. Um, Correct. you, everyone expects you to come out with a win, but really, I mean, you hang a 70 burger on them and everyone's like, well, it's the Citadel or, you know, or you, you struggle well, yeah. against well, them and it's like, to. yeah, you're supposed to, you struggle against them. Oh, what's, what's wrong there? You lose to them. Sky is falling. The season's Correct. over, which is not necessarily the case. I mean, we, we've we've seen alternatives, you know, to, to that. I mean, bad games happen, but um, yeah, it's 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 one of those. Oh, if we lose to the Citadel, no, the sky is falling. The sky is the sky is falling <laughs> in this case. I, I would say, but like you 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 have seen where you know teams lose early on, um, and yeah, and 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 then the season just doesn't go the way. Well, yeah, it's 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 the barometer to me is to is to, to, to the health of the football program, right? Like you saw in twenty seventeen when we lost New Hampshire, you knew the writing was on the wall there. You knew what was going to happen um, with that football season. Uh, you again, this is something to where hopefully it is like a a pretty blown out victory for our team. Um, it's just how quickly do they get there? You look at the Morgan State game last year. Yes, you look at the final score, and we destroyed them. But, Matt, you probably should remember this. At halftime, there were not a lot of happy people about that game. A lot of people were not happy with the offense performance. Um, with the, the, I think we were only up by either 10 or 17. I can't remember which it was yep. at halftime. And, oh, I was and tweeting. Were just, I, I, was definitely, <laughs> yes, I, I was among yes. those people. I was tweeting. Um, and I believe I had to calm you down, which is the rarity. Usually it's the other way around. Um, yes. But it is a uh, – with this being the second season with most of the staff yeah. in, in place, I think we have at least, I think, half, close to half of the same staff from last year. Uh, I, I would like to think that we come out a little bit quicker on offense. I would hope so, yeah. I think the defense should be – um, a little bit more in, in tune. Um, I know that's a new coordinator, but I feel like from what we've heard, you know, through the, you know, tidbits and, and tea leaves that has been coming out either through Danny Reed or right. what the university is trying to let out, it seems like the defense is in a much better place than what they have been, not just last year, but you can maybe say in two to three seasons. Yes. So we'll see what that product is on the field on Saturday. Um, but in my aspect of it, I hope that at halftime, it's kind of like how it used to be, you know, where if you wanted to Students leave at halftime, you could yeah. because, <laughs> yeah. because it's a, it's a six or Go seven get a big beer. Lead. Yeah, no. Yes, yeah. exactly. No, it, yeah, it, it, exactly. I, I, I don't want, uh, I'm trying to think about Campbell, right? Obviously in, in 2020, um, who was the other ones? Uh, yeah, well, you had Campbell, you had New Hampshire, New Hampshire, you had Gardner Webb, Gardner Webb was the um, other one. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, I think I the last. Don't want one yeah. of those situations, obviously. Correct. Right. I want to coast into the second half. I'd love the ability to play some younger players. Um, you know, sit the starters. You know, get them some some game experiences, especially like your your newer guys, your transfers, your Davis Brins, the, yeah. the new wide receivers, things like that. But yeah, I'd love an opportunity to to see. JC French. I'd love an opportunity to see Josh Dallas at, at wide receiver. I'd love an opportunity to see the younger guys at, at defense. What's the future there? The Gibbs kid at running back. Like, you know, we know what Jalen Wyatt yes. and OJ Arnold can do. Um, Davis Brin, obviously, like, we we know what he is capable of. We have an idea um, what he's capable of. We have an idea of what he's capable of. I'd love to see that on full display in two quarters. <laughs> you know, yes. and, and to get them out and then no, start you, the second half, you, start JC French, exactly. start all the, the backups and let's see what the future looks like. Like, yes. Yeah. Especially now, since you have the four game redshirt rule, right? Like let's get, yeah, I completely agree with you. But the third quarter, I hope to see JC French come out and, and, and play for a quarter. And then fourth quarter, if you want to lend them out there, fine. If you want to put in, uh, Fitzgerald or Sogowski somebody else, or, yeah. yeah, go for it. But um, no, I, I'm. I think we're kind of in agreement here that this is year two. The coaching staff should not be nervous. Well, I mean, they will be, but they shouldn't be as nervous as what they were last year. Uh, this is not everybody's first time working together. I think um, <clears throat> we should have a a much better start to this first game than what we did last year. And if not, kind of that kind of is concerning in and of itself. It is. Uh, and still. and again, the, the whole first half, I mean, I think I, I definitely overreacted on like the first drive. I, <laughs> I, I think what, Calvin Trees was like 0 for 3 on like the first drive. And again, yeah. you got to think back like yeah. this was, we didn't know if this was going to work. We have a lot of baggage in that area. Obviously we every did. time, you know, before last year well, that we, we tried to do that 180 shift. I mean, we went work through out. the hatcher. Yes. Era. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we, we knew what those growing pains looked like and they were never smooth. They were never quick. Um, and then we saw like the really bad years, right. With like BBG and with um, obviously with summers. Um, and it's like, you come out and it's 0 for 3. You don't even attempt to run the ball, I don't think. Um, the passes were, like, way off. Um, and, and yeah, I was tweeting some stuff. And, I mean, looking back in, in retrospect, like, that was premature. That was that was definitely premature. But, like, you know, um, I, I think this time around that won't be the case. I mean, yes, I'd love, like, a – you know, seven play drive for 80 yards for a touchdown or one pass for a touchdown, like in the first play of the game, like that'd be awesome. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be quite the overreaction if like the first drive stalls, but if the second Correct. drive stalls and the third drive stalls and we get, and we go in <laughs> and it's a, a, a 10 point game or a one score game at halftime. Yeah. Then, then I'm nervous. Yeah. Then I'm mad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. If it's like a one possession or two possession game at halftime and you know that the starters have to come back out there, yeah, I think there's going to – that that is uh, reasonable to be upset um, because we should not be there. We should be – we should not to take anything away from the Citadel, but they are a bad FCS team that is going through a major change. And we are a decent group of five schools yes. that is on the rise. This should this – should, we should beat them really, really bad. Just, just 
not you know not trying to be um, overconfident. Or no, you're you're opponent. right. I mean, it's just but, like Morgan this State. Is, this this is, isn't we're, yeah, we're not reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're not playing. I mean, looking at the Southern Conference coaches poll and media poll, um, Citadel's picked eighth in the coaches poll. Um, 14 votes only ahead of one team in VMI, another team, another military ish Academy <laughs> that, uh, that runs the triple option. Um, and then in the media poll, they move up one spot to seven ahead of Wofford. Um, another team that, as far as I know, I think they still run the triple option, um, and VMI. <laughs> uh, so yeah. and Furman is that top and in, in both of those followed by Samford, uh, which is Chris Hatcher. Um, so, and then followed by Mercer. Uh, so yeah, a lot of familiarity there. Um, but yeah, we're not playing Furman. We're not playing Samford who's upset people in the past. Um, you know, we're not playing a North Dakota state. Um, this is a bad FCS team. You know, so like, uh, yeah, and, and, and which, which Gardner Webb was, which, um, again, Morgan State was, but we took care of them. Uh, Campbell, Campbell was a bad FCS team and we struggled with them. Um, I mean, nail biter right to the end. Uh, so yeah, this, this is a team we should handle. And if we don't, it's, it, it is a problem. Correct. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and also looking just kind of, uh, with a limited kind of knowledge that we have over this, just cause there's not a lot out there on like FCS anymore. Um, also just side note, looking at the Morgan state, uh, schedule, um, when I was looking up how they did last year, they have a game on PBS this year. <laughs> so on, what? on PBS, on a local PBS station, the Public, public broadcasting, broadcasting. so if, so if anyone with Sesame Street and Arthur, and Arthur I was gonna say and Arthur. Um, <laughs> so if anyone is questioning our move to FBS, let that be <laughs> let that be the answer. Okay, I mean, come on. Um, so, <laughs> are you sure about this? Yes, it is um, okay. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's. Where was it? I don't even know. Anyway, but yeah, it's it, we made the right you move, know, people. Of, we made you know the right move. You know they remade Mister Rogers' Neighborhood into an animated series uh, called Daniel's Tigers Neighborhood on PBS. No, I did not know. Sorry, no, I, don't I have got kids, kids so, so, so I've seen that. So would be kind of weird if it, I'm like, it's, yes. It's, well, I know it's kind of weird to see to to see that. Anyways, but really, PBS that is yeah. wild. Hmm. If I was just like, yes, Cody, I watch that all the time <laughs> as a childless adult. I'd probably end the podcast yeah. all the time. It's on go. right now. I'm watching it <laughs> on demand. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess what I mean, what what is there really to say about the set? So, OK, so we, we kind of uh, you, you kind of alluded to it. I don't think you said it as many words, but like. Um, this isn't about them. It's about us. Right. Um, so for us, we kind of talked at like a high level of what you'd like to see. What like specifically would you kind of like to see out of this game? It could be like certain players performance. It could be just, yeah, I wouldn't say certain players performance. I want to see how the defense plays overall. I want to see, do they come out quick? Uh, are they communicating? Do they stick to their assignments? Are they out of position? Are they in position? Um, are they getting off blocks? 
and you know, you know, quarter some of the you know are the they tackling stuff. well? Yeah, they are they tackling well? The Eagles. Yeah. Uh, you know, can they hold the Citadel to under 100 yards rushing? Can they hold them to a shutout? Can they hold them to under 200 yards total offense? Uh, you know, I, I know that they made takeaways a big thing. I'm not going to put like a takeaway number on it. Like I said, that is a lot of that stuff is, is I don't say luck, but uh, stuff has to come together for that. But, um, you know, m- Let's see how many takeaways they get. You know, yeah. did they get two, three, one? You're, you're two, right. Like you know. I, I'll, I'll take so, no takeaways and like shut them down on third down all game and limit correct. them to a yeah, hundred yards under a hundred yards rushing. Like I'll take that with no turnovers more than oh well they had 250 yards rushing but we have five turnovers. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. Third down conversion rate. Maybe that's something to keep an eye on. How many times are they getting the Citadel to third downs? And then when they do, how many times are they getting them off the field? You know, is are they are they two for fifteen, or are they or are they like four of eight? Yeah. You know, that's that's a kind of a big difference to see kind of where we're at. So yep. it's mainly the defense, offense wise. I really just want to make sure that Bryn and the receivers are on point and are in time and sync. Um, I know that the first game is always kind of kind of working itself out. Uh, because it's not going up against you know practice right. or a scrimmage, so it's always a little different. Uh, so you know, I would say don't press the panic button after the first series, but let's give them you know halfway through the first or you know quarter and and, and see what they where they're at. Yeah, yeah, you know, same. I mean, I I think you know for me it's going to be offensive line. Um, we, we talked about oh, that, right. One. With how many sacks do they give? Yeah. Up? They give up yeah. Nine? Do we get, yeah. Do we give up any sacks? Not even sacks, but like quarterback hurries. We know Brandon is more mobile than Van Trees was. Um, Correct, yep. but does he need to be right? Does he need to be about the, against the Citadel? Hopefully not. Right. If, if the sink is there, like you talked about with the existing wide receivers, um, that he's still new to right? the, the Burgesses and the Caleb hoods, as as well as the brand new faces, um, if that's there, uh, is he getting enough time, you know, to to have crisp, you know, uh, sync ups with them, um, where he's not having to scramble around, he's not having to do things with his feet, he's not having to risk injury by doing that. Um, that's going to be a key for me. Running the ball, you know, as long as Jalen White's in there, I hope he's not in there that long, frankly. Um, same with O.J. Arnold. I hope he's not in there that long. Love to see the Gibbs kid and, and some of the other younger kids. Um, but are they opening up holes? You know, are they getting tackled in the backfield? Um, or, you know, what's what's the perimeter blocking look like? How are the tight ends blocking like? All, all, yeah, that, that I think, because again, we're going to be the physically dominant and, uh, stature superior team, right. To, to the Citadel, but, um, are we going to be able to push them around? Right. Um, so that's probably my number one or two or yeah. Tied for number one with, with the defense, um, tackling, I, I think for me, like the angles, um, yeah, not, not tied so much to the turnovers, um, but just yeah, are are we are we missing assignments? Like you know, like that just can't happen, especially against an inferior team, especially Correct. against a team that's going through not just an FCS team, but a team going through major offensive overhaul. Um, mm-hmm. So 
yeah, like we we should be able to physically dominate them, be in position every time, um, and that should result in turnovers. It doesn't have to, but um, yeah, that so I, I think that's my top two, um, and then followed by obviously like excited to see Brendan in action. Um, you know, uh, again, like he could throw for 500 yards and he could end up having a terrible season. Um, he could, you know, if, if he has a bad game, let's say he throws multiple interceptions, I think that could be concerning. Um, but yeah, I like excited to see like a, a, a small sample of, of what he's capable of. Um, with the others, like the others that we know, the Jalen Whites, the Derwin Burgesses, the Caleb Hoods, uh, on it, like I don't really need to see anything out of them. You know what I mean? Like I just want, <laughs> I want, I want them to get healthy, right? Like, like come out of the game, yeah. healthy, Period. Um, like Correct. we know what Caleb Hood can do. Um, so like, just don't don't do something stupid where you know you twist your ankle. Um, you know, so like that's. I think that's the key for that. And now some of like the new wide receivers excited for that. Keaton Upshaw to see him play against somebody other than ourselves, um, right in the spring game. Uh, yeah, but again, not, not for long. Um, so, so yeah, that's, I, oh, I think that's the main thing. Kick, kicking, I think also kicking special I was, yeah. teams. I was going to say, we got to yeah. see all aspects of the kicking, but are you going to see punting game? though? Right? Like punting, I think is you the know big what? thing. I think we need to, I think we need to. I think, let's say we're up, I don't know, something like 35 nothing in the second quarter. Run it three times. Just to punt. Force it to get, the, just to punt, just to get them out there and just to see, okay, let's just go through it. This is a game situation. Because you, you don't want the first punt to me to be against UAB. I, 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 the UAB game scares me. So, and it, to yeah. me, that's going to be our first test. So let them get out there a couple times in this game and and punt the ball and get kind of their you know nerves out of them and and, and it's go an through. Interesting it. point. I wonder how much that actually happens. I think like like I don't like know. field goals. I could see right. Like obviously we're breaking in new field goal kicker, whether it's Lance, whether it's somebody else. Um, so for that, if it's like oh you're in that like in between zone. Normally, you'd kind of go for it on fourth down. Let them try the yeah. long one. Let them try right? it. Let them try the long one if, if we're up by several scores. Um, even if it's like a chip shot, oh, we know that we can convert this. We're already up 50 or whatever it is. Like, we can hand it to the running back in. Now, let, let, let them kick it, you know. Um, that, I think, is more manageable. Um, I wonder how often like the punting set, I agree with you. Like, I, I don't want like the, the first fresh punter, um, fresh, uh, pun, uh, first punt of the year from a fresh punter, um, be in the second game of the season against UAB. Um, yeah. so uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, that's, that's, that's a good call though. And, and kick kickoffs too. Right. So like we, we saw that last year, Lance handled kickoffs for us. He might handle, uh, field goal duties as well. Um, it wasn't always where it needed to be right with like the touchback situations. I'd like to see like stronger leg there. Um, that was something that like with bass, like I think we took for granted a lot, um, with like, we, we yeah. just knew that like teams had no well, chance not only to run that, it. but it covered up a lot of stuff we didn't realize was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
But no, I, look, the kickoffs I don't I'm not really too concerned about. Um having coach West as a special teams coordinator to me alleviates my concern for that aspect of our football team. Yeah. I'm not I'm not too concerned about kickoffs, I'm not too concerned about um kick returns, punt returns, I'm not too concerned about either. To me I want to see the punter in action. Mhm. And and I think we have a new long snapper too. Yep. I we could do. be wrong about that. Wait, okay, we do. Um, just let me see that action, and then let me see the field goal kicker at least kick two or three field goals in the game, and then good to go. You know, yep. make sure everything's smooth. Make sure everything is on point, um, because really everything is gearing up to UAB, and 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 honestly, coming in to win that football game on the, on the ninth, but. You gotta take care of business on the second first, and that's why I think it's important to kind of get all these aspects into the football game and and make sure that because if you see a mistake, if you see somebody mess up, let's go ahead and correct it now in the Citadel game, exactly, and not have it bite us in the butt and it costs the game against UAB. Yeah, these games are important. I mean, college football doesn't have preseason, but this is as close to it as you're gonna get, and you know it's, but you have to take it seriously, like and and you know so mm-hmm. like. Don't just go there and go through the motions. Like use it as a learning opportunity, not just for the young guys, Correct. but the veterans as well. Um, and just yeah, all aspects. Like nitpick the heck out of it, and um, let's find those little things, regardless of what the scoreboard says at the end of the game. Um, like let's find you know, and and which which I think like if I remember back, we heard some of that from like even Morgan State, like even Helton being like. Yeah, like it, it was a good performance, but like we have a lot of things to correct, right? Correct. And like, um, mm-hmm. you don't have to go in and be like, they all suck. Like we won by fifty, they suck. You know, you don't have to be like that. Right? You don't have to be like Munkin, right? But like, but 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 at least be realistic to be like not not in like la la land of of like oh yeah, like look at the scoreboard, yeah. we won big, we're fine, we're gonna be fine. Like <laughs> like fine. A la Tyson. Yeah, exactly, Tyson exactly. But, we're three and zero. What more do you yeah. want? Yeah. So, so, so that's the thing. And I, I don't think you're going to have that with Helton and the rest of the staff. Um, no, but yeah. So, so I will add one more thing to watch for the defense is tackles for loss. Yeah. Are we penetrating into the backfield and are we, you know, it's just tackling. We were, we were in yeah. bad positions so many times last year and we were at the times that we were in good positions. We just couldn't tackle. We couldn't wrap up. Um, whether it was pass play with the secondary or uh, the defensive line or linebackers um, on on run plays, like we saw so many, um, so much yardage after uh, first contact last year, and yeah. So again, with this being like the physically dominant team that, that we should be against the Citadel, like they should be down on first contact pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah. yeah, so. Um, okay, so let's move on. Um, and yeah, we're at 40 minutes, so we don't need to spend like too much time here, but, uh, just like rounding out, I guess the preseason with some things happening. So let's, let's start with that, that rule change, Cody. Um, so for those unfamiliar, um, and we saw it for the first time today in, uh, week zero, the play clock now runs on outside of two minutes um, before the half and before the end of the game, um, the clock runs on first downs, 
where before the clock stopped every time, every time you got a first down. Um, so that does speed up the game. They're estimating anywhere from like 20 to 30 minutes. The games that I watched to get today, I definitely noticed it. Um, and, and yeah, I was, I was kind of like fixated on it just to kind of like see how it would go. Um, for us, the thing to point out here is like, now we're a passing team, right? Which is weird to say, but it's, it's true. Yeah. We're a passing team. Um, so I think it maybe doesn't matter as much for us than if we were like back in like the bleed the clock days of the triple option, um, and play keep away. We're hurry up spread, um, um, air raid offense, right? So like we want, we want like as many touches as possible, um, and score as fast as possible basically. So probably this rule change is minimal to us than it would be like one of those. Yeah. How we were a couple years ago where we're just trying to play. Yeah. I was going to say that with as quickly as our offense ran last year, a lot of the times we were hurrying up to line of scrimmage and getting the referees to, to set the ball so the clock can go ahead and run. Right. So that was the old rule. The clock would stop on first down to allow the chains to move. And then once when the chains were moved and the ball was set, the clock would begin again. Um, yeah, I don't think that affects us too much. Not not with not with us. Uh, maybe more with like you said, bleed the clock. Make Marshall take for instance Marshall last year. That that uh, that could that actually may help them out. Thinking about it, right? Because if you get a first down, the clock continues to go. It's not stopping. Or even the Citadel, if things don't go our way and that's a close game, (laughs) it it definitely could favor them. So I don't think it it really affects us one way or the other, but I could see a team like Marshall who's run heavy. And, I mean, honestly, that's what they did to us last year in the second half. They had the ball for, like, what, 10 10 minutes straight on one drive and then essentially – made sure we did not have any chance to Yeah, where to that's back. probably more like 12 minutes at this point. Correct, yeah, if not longer. So uh, look for that. So that makes it more important when you play those type of teams that you score early, score often, and that you don't allow them the chance to drain the clock. And also it makes the defense much more imperative to get them off on third downs. You can't give a team third down conversions. You can't get a team let, let a team convert on fourth down. It'll just milk the clock on you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we covered it. <laughs> um, yep. There you yeah, go. There you go. Uh, so the other thing was the future of college football, right? So like, obviously we haven't talked about conference realignment. Um, we're not going to get like super into it because this is a Georgia Southern focused podcast and there hasn't been any major or any you know, changes. Fox League and the ESPN. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there hasn't been any shakeups just yet anyway um, in the Sun Belt or really much in the group of five. Um, so, and, and yeah, I, I think that some belts is well positioned. Um, I like what commissioner Gill has done. We're still a regional conference. We're strong conference. I think with, uh, the shakeups of before this, like latest shift of conference realignment with the PAC 12 and all that, um, you know, I think it 
catapulted us if we weren't already the best group of five conference i i I think we have a strong case for it now um right because the american just is isn't what it used to be it took a bunch of conference usa teams um the best of conference or the best of the american left right for the big 12 um in in cincinnati and houston and ucf um so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, top to bottom, we are the best group of five conference. Um, and, you know, the, the West is better than it's been in several years. So you have your like middle of the pack teams and even your like kind of bottom tier teams now, um, you know, fighting for con- contention there. I mean, look at South Alabama and Troy, right? They, they were yeah, really yeah. bad a couple of years ago. And then you have like your Louisiana's and stuff that have like fallen um, a, a bit, but they're still competitive. Um, and then uh, and the East is, is probably the most competitive uh, division in in the group of five, if not all college football. I, I say it's all college football. You look up and down the Eastern side of the, the conference and you can make a case any team could win it. Um, it's that competitive. So, uh, no, you look at the realignment. I will say this. I know what Commissioner Gillis came out and said that as I think as of right now, they are not looking to add any teams to the Sun Belt. Um, I think that is a mistake. I think they need to look forward to adding Do you actually believe that, though? I mean, of course they're going to say that. Well, but they could have people uh, being down their door or or sending them an email and, like, they're going to entertain that idea. Yeah, it could be. I think there are a couple of schools that would fit very nicely into a conference, and I think they need to look into pursuing those schools. Now, I say this in terms of— Everybody wants to know which schools— ECU is one yeah, of them. ECU's ECU is top of the list ECU's for everybody, right? Like is yeah, ECU is one of those schools. Regional footprint, great fan um, base, great facilities. Correct. Super cool field, and, by the way. Like, I mean, uh, their their field is awesome. Like the the pirate yeah. and the uh, uh, state outline in North Carolina, super cool. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of, I mean, as far as an, uh, any other schools, I've heard UTSA could be one of them. Um, I to me, I think it needs to be a Florida school. Just personally, like FAU, um, I know, or UCF. I know you. It won't, it won't be you, uh, you. UCF or USF. <laughs> UC or USF. Yeah, sorry, yeah, South it won't be UCF. Um, no. I know USF isn't popular. I know that would be like another Georgia State. I lived down there for a while. I could say this. I know that school well. Um, it very much is kind of the footprint of Georgia State, large student body, suitcase college. Don't really care about yeah. um, football or athletics in general. Um, they're just there to go to school, kind of thing. Um, they, uh, you know, played at Raymond James, the NFL stadium, for a long time. I think they're building uh, their own stadium. Um, but yeah, I, I know it's not a popular opinion, but I, I actually agree with you. Um, I, I, I think getting into the state of Florida. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if FAU would be available. I have no interest in FIU. Um, no, no, no way in F. Yeah, don't. Um, but just those would be probably the top two schools. Um, or adding a, a school from Texas um, to go along with Texas State and kind of Memphis. You know, no, solidify. Memphis. Uh, possibly Memphis. I, I Memphis is tough, and I tell you why because Memphis has as you know aspirations of bigger things right they want to be in the big 12 yeah um so because of basketball we could well basketball is one of the reasons but 
you look at Memphis. It, uh, would they fit great into the conference? Yes, they would. They would be a great addition. They would be an immediate Guess rival to Arkansas State. Super close to Arkansas State. Yeah. Old rivalry there. Correct yeah. there. Um, I just don't think the fan base nor their athletic department would come to us asking to come into the Sun Do you think ECU so does, though? Because I've, I've heard a lot of that. They're always like the top of like Sun Belt, but I've, I've seen a couple I of their fans so. be like, I think, no. We've. I think I think ECU, I don't know. I think ECU would be a lot more open to it than, than Memphis. I mean, it all be. comes down to money, right? And like right now, that's what they're looking at. Like, what do we have now Correct. on the table? And the thing is, you have to look at what we're going to have in five years, 10 years. So, Correct. you know, and, and that's the thing is like, Yes, the American a couple of years ago, way better than Sunbelt. But now they don't have those teams I mentioned. They have a bunch of Conference USA teams. And their media their media contracts are coming they up. They are coming up. And, they're, and they will go down. They're going to go down significantly because people care a heck of a lot more about the University of Houston and Cincinnati and UCF than they do Rice in North Texas. So, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I think to me ECU makes a lot more sense in terms of football, basketball, and and you gotta look at this baseball. Baseball that would be baseball. a dominant baseball conference. If you look, if you, if you add ECU to the Sun Belt Southern baseball, Miss, us, you have to legitimately consider the Sun Belt a Power Five conference. I wouldn't even in baseball. say Power Five. I'd say three. I'd say I'd yeah, say we're I mean, Power Three. I mean, we're we're rivaling. I won't say rivaling, but we're definitely you go SEC, ACC. I think you can make an argument and then, for us, and you can make an argument for us in Pac-12 at that yep. point. So, no, I think I think that's why I think ECU and, and why their fan base I think would be a little bit more. And plus, ECU's fan base seems more Sun Belt ish than they do anything else, right? Like you look at kind of their fan base; they're a little bit more rabid, a little more vocal. Yep. Um, chip you know, on their shoulder, chip on their shoulder, Correct. not not yeah. happy, kind of where they are, like blue marginalized, you know. blue collarish, yeah, public school, but big, but big, you know, attendance, it's like, yeah. So it's like kind of like misconception there of like people thinking like, oh, this is some like FCS school. No, like they've got a, a nice facilities, they've got passionate fan base. Um, not a fan of the color purple, but the pirate is super cool mascot. You know, like it's, it, yeah. I mean, it's you yeah. know, we need a purple team to hate. We do. Yeah. It has been weird. You know, I've been thinking about this. Uh, you know, for those who don't know, especially maybe the younger listeners, Furman used to listeners? be our main rival. Maybe Furman was our main rival, and we kind of looked at App State the way that we looked at Georgia State. Now, if you want to be honest with you, because at the time App State had not won anything. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of, I don't want to say weird, but it's kind of uh, it, how the rivalries have grown, especially with that. But no, yeah, it, Fer- it Furman be, was our biggest rival when we were in school. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it, it would be great to have, I think them to be in the conference. Um, but just to get back to the original point, if, if commissioner Gill and, and the Sunbelt leadership, if they are not looking to add teams, I think that is a mistake. Um, because it leaves you to get poached, and you know all these schools I just don't and all these presidents I, and leaderships yeah. can say that they are. Oh yeah, we're together and we're not going to leave. I, you, you just you're right. You can't believe you don't know what's going to happen to the ACC. I think it's just speak. You obviously, I think it's just like, hey, we're yeah. happy where we are because like even if you have opportunities on your desk, you're 
you're not going to show your hand, right? Like, like Correct. so Correct. That, that's what, so of course you're going to say like, if this doesn't play out in our favor, whether we have no suitors or we have people beating down our door, like, yeah, just, just say like, we're good. We're, we're happy. Like, I, I honestly think that's what's happening. Um, because again, we, we saw it, we saw expansion recently and it was great expansion. I think adding the, the teams we did and old dominion, Southern miss, um, James Madison, <laughs> right. Yeah. James Madison um, was great. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, those were all great additions. So, um, yeah. And I, I, I think the ones that, I mean, old dominion, I, I guess you could have like jury out a little bit, but, um, you know, solidifies the footprint in, in Virginia. Southern Miss, I think, is no, a team. Old Dominion was a great yeah. addition. I think they, they solidified rivalries with JMU and Coastal. Um, it was, I think, great as far as kind of fortifying the northern end of the of the conference. Yeah. But, I, I like I said, if he's legitimately serious about saying that they're not looking to expand the conference, I think that's a mistake. Could it be a bluff? Yeah. Could it be not showing his hand? Very well could be. There could be conversations going on that we don't know about. But Yeah, I just think there's no way. If like ECU if, is literally yeah. sending them emails, he's entertaining those. Oh yeah. Like there's Yeah, he has, yeah, to, he be. has to be. Has to be. Um Yeah. And and I'll I'll throw out one more that I think has been put out there, but I know there's like and there's resistance to it. I think USF probably has the most resistance just because like it's kind of like another Georgia State and they you have say Louisiana Tech. No, no, heck no. Okay. Not Louisiana. I was gonna say Tulane. Um, you know, and it's a pri- academics, a, they won't do it's it. It's a private school. So like that's gonna be like the big pushback. But you get another Louisiana yep. school. Um, it is a big city, it is a big media market. Um, I know that's like taboo, but like I, I, I don't know. And I'm not saying that because of Fritz or whatever. Here's the he's thing not about be there Tulane is that they're the, to me, it's a flash in the pan. What has Tulane done in the last 25 years? Not really a whole right. lot. They had one good football, well, I say one great football yep. season. And now everybody wants them and everybody's predicting them to do this. I'm not saying Tulane won't be a great football team again this year. But let's give it a season or two before you kind of make them out to be like this powerhouse. Before, I, and I'm like not, this. I guess. But like, ne- but no, 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 no I'm one like was national yeah, media. No one like, was like, with. Uh, yeah. No one was with uh, Old Dominion, right? <laughs> or like, you know, or or even Southern Miss. Southern Miss has no, been no, bad no, no. for a long time. They have history. You know, they have Brett Favre. But like, but you know, uh, no, I think in more of a lot of talk with Tulane has been going. Uh, Bigger than the AAC. I oh, yeah. No, they, they've been Pac-12. I <laughs> was looking at them yeah, as weird so, as that sounds. And yeah, 12, it's, maybe. It's so I think I think they could fit well in the Sun Belt. I don't know if they would come to the Sun Belt. I don't know academics-wise if, if they would even consider it. You know what I mean? Because it's more of an academic school. Right. They would probably look forward to trying to join them with something with Stanford or Cal ACC. or ACC with Duke and North Carolina. I think ACC so, is probably their... Yeah, so you kind of see where that goes with that. Um, I mean, if they accept it, great, but <laughs> I just don't know if they would. Um, it's, I don't know. It, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. We just don't know. Um, 
it can change tomorrow. It can change right after we send this podcast. <laughs> For some reason, a lot of the things change after we release oh, yeah. a pod, or after we record right. a podcast. Yeah, well, I don't we'll know be adding if, three teams tomorrow. <laughs> we could do a whole season yeah. on the things that have changed oh, after we have recorded a podcast so before you could get it out there too. Like so much. We got um, better because I think so, we learned and we're like, we need to just wait. If we're like late to the game, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Um, well, you know, something else happened. Oh, the NIL Collective. Yeah. Yeah. We that's did right. the we first podcast and then the NIL Collective came out and we're like, I'm just sitting there like, you got to be kidding me. So that, that's that's um, huge. Um, you've got, you've big. got the indoor practice facility is launched. So yes, that looks great. They're using it. They're using it. Sold out. Huge. Sold out of the the suites there. That's, yes, which is big. That's big. That's um, big. Now, is it a concern? Because I haven't looked recently. I looked maybe a week ago or so. Season tickets aren't sold out. Single game tickets no. still plentiful available. Um, you're seeing others in like App State already sold out after. Their first bad year in F- FBS. Is that concerning? No, because I think we still have, I don't want to say shell shock, but um, you still have a lot of skepticism. It's still, I don't want to say wait skepticism. and see. Yeah, but let's see if Clay Hilton actually turns the ship around. Okay. And, and like I said, I think after this year, hopefully, if the things go well, like what you and I kind of hope and think that they could. I think next year is going to be the year. Yeah. I think you'll see and this. I think, that's a great I think segue. That's a great segue. You've told me off air before that you think we're kind of built into 2024. Um, yes. I, I think that in the nature of like the state of college football as it is, I don't think that's realistic because like you, you can have long-term goals and like a five-year plan, but like if 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 you you know really suck and, and like year one and two you're not making it to year three or beyond. Um, but but I agree. I I think things are stacking up for next year to be a really exciting year. I hope this year is. Um, but yes. let's be realistic. The ceiling this year. Like the absolute, not even the ceiling, but like the sky, the skyscraper, the antenna on top of the roof, um, right, is a New Year's Six game, right? Like the absolute pinnacle that we can reach probably this year is what Tulane did last year, a New Year's Six game, get to play USC, get to play a Penn State, get to play an Alabama that lost a game or two or a Tennessee or something like that in the Peach Bowl. Like that, that's the pinnacle, Right which would be great and would be awesome. And we'd have a ton of fans there and yeah, it would be fantastic, but we have no shot at winning a national championship. Um, next year we do. Uh, 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 it may be the only year we do <laughs> two years, two years. So 24 and 25. Um, and then things shift. So we, so next year moves to 12 team playoff the way it stands yep. right now. And as far as I know, I mean, I'm sure there's probably some it's, like loophole, like amendment that they can probably pull. Um, who knows? But the way it stands right now is that the top six conference champions get it. Right. Yes. Next year, there is no more power five. Next year, the Pac-12 is four teams. 
All right. And unless as of this broadcast, as of this as recording. Of this recording. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could add so many <laughs> tomorrow, teams tomorrow it could be so like tomorrow yeah. it could be like deal is reached. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, realistically, if they do save the Pac twelve, it's gonna be with American teams. They add a two lane, right? Uh, they Correct. They add some teams from the Mount West, the Boise States, the SMU has been removed. SMU, uh, they add uh, San Diego State, right? Like, but I don't think that puts them even ahead of like the American or or us at that point. Um, Stanford's not anything what they used to be. UCLA or no, UCLA is leaving. Um, um, Cal Cal. isn't anywhere close to what they used to be. Um, Oregon State could dang well go to the college football playoff this year. <laughs> like they, they could. Um, and you know, and, and I, I think they're going to be America's team. And I think a lot of people are going to be ruined for them. Um, but they're probably going to end up in like the Mountain West, uh, with, uh, with Washington state. Um, so the point is, is next year and the following year in 25, um, six top conference champions get in. The way that looked, you know, several weeks ago or, or months ago was that at least one group of five conference champion would have a seat at the table. Next year and the year after, now with all the shakeups that happened with realignment, I think it's very realistic to say that two teams from the current quote-unquote group of five, whatever you want to classify it as, um, we know the conferences, you know, I'm referencing, um, that two conference champions from there could be in that 12-team playoff. Could be. There's talks of rules changing. Um, I think they'd have to make some kind of a... I'm not saying... I'm sure it's possible. They they put in loopholes. What what I had seen is that they're going to try to, for, I think, conferences that have... 18 teams or more have two get two auto bids. So you're going to kind of early as next kinda, year. I don't know if it's next year, if it's 2025. Um, but yes, there are talks to kind of do that. Now, if you do that, then you're going to set off a whole another set of changes and stuff going forward. That's why I'm kind of like commissioner Gill probably needs to continue to add teams you know, best that he can and where he can. Um, especially if it goes that route. Uh, but no, you're right. If things stay as they are today on August 27th at 2 a.m. that we're recording this Eastern time, uh, <laughs> midnight mountain time, then we are, yes, I think a legit shot of getting into the college playoff champion if we can win the Sun Belt. Um, and and when it you know we could probably be one of those top six conference champions, yeah. especially if we have like one or, or zero losses. Yeah, if you're undefeated, you're, you're in, in. I think yeah, if, if a in. Sun Belt yeah. school is undefeated next year, they're in. They have a seat at the table. Period. Um, if one yes. loss, yeah, jury's out. But um, and yeah, I, I think the schedule you know stacks up well. Um, you know next year. Obviously, breaking in yet another quarterback, probably J.C. French, um, you know, uh, but but who knows? Uh, won't be Davis Brin. Um, but, you know, we will have 
a lot of depth there with OJ Arnold, with some of the wide receivers, hopefully with the defense, third year under Helton. Like it's, yeah, we are set up where next year could be, I hope this year's a special year, but next year could be really special. Right. Um, so right. that we right. are out of conference schedule, Boise state, Nevada, South Carolina state, and at old miss, all of those, even old miss is winnable. It just, it, it, they are that that's a, that's a big statement. They, they are. They're all, they're all winnable. I mean, they'd have to be, I think, you know, to, to achieve what we're talking about. But I, I think, you know, at Nevada, home against South uh, Carolina State, home against Boise State, and then going to Ole Miss, we almost beat Ole Miss with Tyson Summers. Like, I, I, I honestly think that we can beat them. So, you know, uh, we don't obviously know the, the conference schedule yet of, like, who we play out of the West. Um, we'll know, you know, we know we'll play everyone in the East. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think next year could be, you know, a really special year. Um, but I don't know if we're necessarily like, you know, banking on that, but, um, as fans, we might be, I don't know if the coaching staff is, but, um, but yeah, it's definitely, I mean, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. It's everywhere that you turn anywhere in, in, in college football media. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to at least like touch on the topic um of you know what what it means for conference expansion what it means for a shot at um again just having a seat at the table because with a Mm four-team playoff yes cincinnati made it a couple years ago lost in the first round alabama um if four-team playoff continued i'm confident saying like group of five team probably never makes it back um but at least with 12 teams we have a chance Yes, yes. No, 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 you're right. Uh, and I think you see what getting to that uh, tournament can do for not just your football program, but your athletic program as a whole, right? You see Cincinnati, Big 12, UCF, UCF Big 12, you know, so you're kind of seeing, you know, the the fruits of if you if you can make it. And, and kind of get it's there, longevity you know, with group of five, yeah. yeah. Like you, all you kinda, the power five teams yeah, get kinda, benefit of the doubt, but like with correct, yeah. Like I've I've always said it. Like USC, Notre Dame, Miami, like whatever blue blood or you don't even have to necessarily be like a blue blood. Let's say like I wouldn't even consider like Georgia a blue blood, even though they've you know they're back to back national champions. Um, if they win and had a seven win season this year and a six win season the year after, but then started the season five and zero, oh, they're in like not even the top twenty five of the top ten, right? Same, yeah. same with Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame could Correct. literally not win a game. Um, well, they won today, but they they could not win a game the rest of the season and then start the season five and zero oh next year and be ranked, like <laughs> because it's Notre Dame. Um, you know, so. No, no, that's that's a, a good point. So, but uh, I think else? that's it. I think that's it. I, I know. I know it? it's late. Um, but yeah, just just really excited for football to be back. Excited for the season. Very excited for football. Um, to be back. A lot of changes at Paulson, all for the better. Um, practice facility, obviously changes to tailgate lot. 
Um, some changes, I think, to get like game day atmosphere and things like that. Um, Cody, I assume, I know you're a season ticket holder. I assume you'll, you're, you're going to be there for Citadel. So we'll, as yep, we'll get, as far as we'll I get know, that report next, uh, next time. Unless that tropical storm or hurricane oh, changes the man. plan, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully not. But, uh, hopefully not. we'll get that report from you next, uh, next week. Cause that's, uh, I think one thing that we bring that maybe others don't is, is, you know, oh, the, the sound is terrible or, you know, like <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I missed the entire second quarter because I was online for hot dog, you know, like, um, so that, that kind of stuff I think people care about. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, again, shout out to our sponsor, can cut, go check them out. Can cut tools, K N K U T.com premium drill bits and cutting tools. Um, and yeah, Cody. Just looking forward to hopefully coasting to a one and zero record um, to start the year against the Citadel, and we'll pick it up next time as we preview UAB. Is it a question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I second guess myself on like what, how do I take us out? Put a how do question I take, mark yeah. on the teleprompter? Yeah. <laughs> I am yeah. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, we will catch y'all after the screw the, you, Statesboro. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> oh gosh, uh, no, uh, no, we will, we will definitely recap the Citadel, uh, good, bad, highs, lows, whatever they may be, uh, and preview UAB, who I believe plays Thursday night yep. against North Carolina. A yeah, Thursday is gonna be interesting. So, Georgia State plays, UAB plays. I think one of our another Sunbelt team possibly plays. Um, Could be so. So yeah, definitely some things. To yeah, look we'll definitely to. be watching all yeah, those. Yeah. Probably tweeting. Are we going to tweet those games? Probably I was going to say Joe. that. So yeah, like or X, is it X now? Do you X? Do you are oh. you Xing? Are you Xing? Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know. So you know, yeah, we're going to continue to tweet. Obviously. Um, the a post to, to post on, on X. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do the live tweeting or Xing of games. Um, I'm going to look into the threads on, on Instagram. We are on Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, go check us out. It's got to talk podcast on all the social medias. Um, so be sure to, to look it up, give us a follow. Um, we don't post a ton on Instagram because we just don't have a lot of pictures to share. Um, which is hard for an audio podcast, uh, but they do have threads now. Um, basically, Twitter we can post pictures of laptops right? and microphones. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. Every, the whole feed is just like pictures of the desk. Um, look at this! <laughs> look at this great microphone. So you know, um, yeah, we're gonna try to get better on that. But um, with threads, it's kind of like Twitter. So I think we're gonna try to do some of that. Um, are you? Are, no, hold on. Hold on. Threads is the new Twitter, right? That's what I hear. That's what the kids oh, okay. say. Yeah. Um, that's, what, yeah. that's what the kids say. I haven't actually used it, so I don't know. We're not on Snapchat, right? We're not on Snapchat. Um, we're, we're not, not on Snapchat. TikTok and probably won't be. Um, we're not TikTok. We're not TikToking, but uh, we are, we're on Facebook. We're going to continue to foreign government try to, to keep. <laughs> All right. We need to sign off. We need, we, uh, we're going to try to post more on Facebook. 
Um, Twitter, I, I, there's like caps now on the X. Like you can only like tweet so many times or something. So I, who knows who, who knows in the Elon Musk world, what's going on. Um, but yeah, follow us on the socials. We'll be talking somewhere. Some of the socials, not yeah, all the socials. Yeah, we'll be talking somewhere. <laughs> um, so yes. And then possibly probably not for the Citadel game, but for some other games, we might have, like after hours talks, maybe, maybe don't want to make promises, but Ooh. oh, um, depends on go. Cody's availability. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of the turmoil going on in the Anderson household. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, depending on that, but yes, maybe we have like some live shows. Maybe we have some call-ins. I don't know, but again, no guarantees. Um, it can be done, but I don't know if it will be done. So I don't want an after hours call in live show. Like all like no holes barred, like anything goes. <laughs> it's just a it's just a podcast. What is this, yeah. Matt? <laughs> I, I mean maybe. Um Yeah, maybe. So anyway, well with that, uh let's call it for today. Um looking looking okay. forward to the start of the season. Looking forward to going one to know. Pick it up with UAB. As always, Cody. Hail Southern. Hail Southern, Matt.